I have 20 minutes, and inshallah, in those 20 minutes, I want to share with you something that I hope I can give from my own life experience for those of you who go through hardships, those of you who go through grief, those of you whose minds and hearts are in pain. And today, inshallah, I want to relate to the Quran again. Let's go. Brothers and sisters, lessons from real life experiences and events are the most profound of impacts on people's lives. And when we look at the Quran, we find that the stories of the prophets, individuals, and past communities are frequently repeated to us. And they're brought to us to a human level. Why? So that they can relate to us. So that we can look at them and find the relatability to guide us in life. They're not abstract. They live with us. And the Quran lives with you if you allow it. We look at their stories and we either find lessons of their fate of people before so that we don't repeat the same mistakes. Others, we find solace in their lives. And all of this to show us how the Quran is always with us to nurture us, massage us, to look, to look after, after us, us, to carry us, us and, to, and be to be there for us. us in all our ups and downs in life. Sometimes, it's like a scolding wise man looking at you, frowning, but with care, like a grandfather. And sometimes it looks at you with compassion and tears as if it is a mother reaching out to you. And sometimes it gives you fear because we could be going astray and not listening. And sometimes it rattles us and other times it just reads us. You're sitting there not thinking about anything, you've got a problem, you don't know what it is, and suddenly a verse pops up in your face, reads you, analyzes it, and then gives you the medicine. But only if you open your heart up to the Quran. That is why more than one third of the Quran's content is stories and parables. All the prophets are in there, and their stories in detail. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Narrate to them these stories that they may reflect. And as in the last verse of Surah Yusuf, Allah says, Certainly in the stories of the bygone people, 
there is a lesson for people of understanding. What is being narrated in the Quran is no fabrication. And in the beginning of Surah Yusuf, where Allah says, O Muhammad, by revealing the Quran to you, we narrate to you in the best manner the stories of the past. Although before this narration, you were utterly unaware of them. You see, brothers and sisters, for those of you who know my story and those of you who don't, many of you may have gone through what I've been through, and we see our brothers and sisters in Palestine going through them every single minute. I too, about four years ago, lost my son and brother right in front of me, in front of my eyes. One minute they were breathing, and next minute, they were gone. No matter how knowledgeable you are, how wise you are, how much experience you have, how many talks you've given, how many certificates and qualifications you have, and how many people you've helped, when you are tested with something like that and grief hits you, you need someone else to come and hold you and lift you up. You need help. You can't do it alone. It's impossible. And the first help that I got was obviously the Quran. And I'll tell you why. When you attach yourself to the Quran most of your life, and you're used to reciting the Quran on a daily basis, it becomes part of who you are. The Quran becomes almost you, and you become the Quran. You see, those who recite the Qur'an with an open heart will find, and I always say this, the famous statement, the Qur'an reads you. The Qur'an reads you. Among the surahs which helped me to stay on my feet and keep going in times of grief and inability to think, among them was Surah Yusuf. And since it involved the loss of my son, and brother, also Surah Hud, which talks about the beautiful father, Nuh alayhi salam, when he lost his son before his eyes. You see, it doesn't matter who you are and what you've gone through, man, woman, old or young, Muslim or non-Muslim, the moment you open the Quran, it will provoke you and it will reach out right inside of your heart and memory. And if you can get past one page, something about it is going to take some of your thoughts and your challenges which you're trying to hide and it just presents it right in front of you and says, face it, face it. Now read on and I will tell you what to do. In Surat Yusuf, one of the things that I found that helped me is that in a time of grief and hardship, certain questions may come to your head. Some people even may fall into doubts. Alhamdulillah, I never doubted Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even for a minute. But while reciting Surah Yusuf and listening to it, because that's the surah I wanted to take solace in. You know why? Because I remembered who? My greatest role model, 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you don't know about him sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you don't know his seerah, brothers and sisters, you are missing out on the greatest role model and the greatest guidance and therapy in your life, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When his wife died, radiallahu anha Khadija, and his uncle Abu Talib, who supported him and defended him, and his wife being his greatest support, he lost his home and he became a fugitive and homeless. And he lost his support. He was in great, great sadness. It's called Am al Huzn, the year of sadness. And the Surah Yusuf was brought down. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought it to the Prophet in one complete story in order to soften his pain and to help him and massage his grief. And stories truly are the best ways to talk to your children about and yourself and give lessons from. In Surah Yusuf, nearly every verse that talks to you brings in the end of it a statement. They are so special, those statements. And really, they appear to you when you're going through something. You see, every time you recite the Quran, depending on what you're going on in your life with, you understand the verses in a different way. That same Fatiha that you've recited a thousand times, something happens in your life, you recite the Fatiha today, and somehow, suddenly, it just sounds different. It just means differently. So I picked up those verses in Surah Yusuf at the end of them. A verse would come up and will bring you to almost question or doubt something. But then Allah catches you. For example, Allah says, Indeed, whoever fears Allah and remains patient, Allah does not allow the reward of such people to go to waste. Or another verse where you think Yusuf is going through so much hardship, where is Allah for him? Then Allah finishes it by saying, Know that he indeed is always listening and fully knowing. Fully knowing of what? Fully knowing of what you're going through and why things have to be the way they are. So Allah catches you. Or the phrase, the phrase of Yaqub where he said I will address my sorrow and grief only to Allah and I know from Allah what you do not know you see, these verses played a different role in my grief when my brother and son passed away, rahmatullahi and upon your loved ones. If any of you in the audience have lost loved ones, may Allah have mercy upon them and give you solace and help you through it. And all our brothers and sisters around the world. You see, sometimes you get angry. Sometimes people hurt you. Some people say phrases to you that you just don't want to listen right now because they don't understand what you're going through. Sometimes they give you advice in the wrong place. And you say, man, you just don't know what you're saying. But then Allah tells you, Inna Allah has alim. Don't worry. Don't worry. Allah is hearing everything and He knows what you're going through. So you say to yourself, I complain my sorrow or I address my sorrow, 
not complain, address my sorrow and my grief to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Qur'an calls you to pick you up and to tell you you are still important, you are still valid in life. The fact that you are still breathing, Allah has use for you. And how beautiful it is that Allah has use for me. Keep going. When your time comes, you are not going to get any warnings. So keep going for now. And make sure that you live your life in a way that pleases Allah to the best of your ability. Perhaps it's a wake-up call. Perhaps there is a plan for you. Perhaps it's a test for your hereafter. Perhaps and perhaps and perhaps there are a thousand reasons why. But you and I have to be patient and wait a little bit longer. In the story of Nuh alayhi salam, I found solace. Just give you an example so that you can, I'm inviting you to recite the Quran and live with it, brothers and sisters, as much as you can. And in that surah, Surah Al-Hud, you find the same surah that I've always read. And then when you read it again, somehow it sounds different. the ark sailed along with them amid mountains like waves Noah Nuh spotting his son at a distant called out to him my son, my son, embark with us and do not be with the unbelievers. The son replied, I will go to a mountain for refuge and it will save me from the water. Nuh said, none can save anyone today from the command of Allah except those on whom he may be merciful. Thereupon a wave swept in between the two and he was drowned. How do you think a father, Nuh felt the messenger of Allah? You see, when I read those verses, I held my breath. I go, how did Nuh feel? Did he feel the same way as I did? You see, when these things happen, you, you don't just recite the verses and skim over them anymore. You stop. You go, let me read that a little bit clearer. How? How was Nuh feeling? And then we find as he sails in the ship towards the end when it settles and when he's calmed down. You see, before he was distracted. He was distracted with the waves. He was distracted with the floods. He was distracted with the animals going on. He was distracted with it sailing. And when all the distractions went, naturally the human being's true feelings start to pop out. That's why compressing them is not always good need some help to get them out and sometimes you do need to cry sometimes you do need to fall on the floor sometimes you do need to let out a little bit of those emotions and Nuh when it settles he remembers who the first thing he remembers is his son you reminisce nostalgia comes to you and he said Qala, Rabbi, inna min ahli. my lord 
my son, he's one of my family. And your promise is true. You are the most wisest of the wise. In a very respectful way, Nuh is asking Allah in other words, Oh my Lord, your promise to save my family? Nuh says, my son is one of my family and he wasn't saved, but I know that you are the most wise. I just don't know what's going on. What is happening to Nuh Allah is relating the human side of the father and his grief. He forgot what it means. He should be able to work it out, but he can't. Because in a time of grief and a parent losing their child or somebody loved to them, it's very hard to think. Even Nuh couldn't. And Allah had to remind him. He reminded him gently. He was not one of your family, Nuh. I promised you, but he had left. He had disobeyed. He had disbelieved. He left you. He abandoned you and he didn't tell you. Do not ask me about questions which you have no knowledge of. Meaning, O oh Nuh, be careful. You are a messenger and prophet of Allah. You should be, know better than this. And Nuh went down in prostration. He understood better than us. He said, Oh Allah, forgive me for what I have said. Let me move forward. I will keep going. And that's when we understand, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. To Allah, we always belong. And to Him, we will return. Your child and your children don't really belong to you. They belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are therefore a trust that you need to look after. And if you look after that trust, on the day of judgment it will pay off and they will be waiting for you at the doors of paradise. If they grow old enough, they'll intercede for you because they are the work that you left behind. So nurture them and look after them. But you cannot nurture them and look after them until the mother and father, they are on the same page. So you have to be role models for them. If the mum and dad are good, the children will copy. Brothers and sisters, then, as you go through your hardships and you continue to recite the Qur'an and listen to it, without a doubt, you can never, unless you just don't listen to the Qur'an, unless you just don't recite it, unless you never want to do it, the moment you make a habit for yourself to recite the Qur'an on a daily basis, you will always get a verse here and there, bits and pieces that will come up and grab you every time. So sometimes these verses will pop up for me. Indeed, what is to come will be better for you than what has gone by. Look to the future. We cannot afford to look into the past anymore. You learn from the past. What happened, happened. I cannot reverse it. It is what it is, as young people say. Move forward. You're still living, you're still breathing. You have other children, you have other family. You have purpose in life. Maybe Allah has left you for a reason. What is that reason? The Prophet, peace be upon him, said that Allah says, I am the way you assume of me, Allah says. How are you going to assume of Allah? Allah is Arhamul Rahimin, Ahkamul Hakimin, is the most merciful, the most wise, the most just. If you think of him negatively, why, why, why? It's not Allah. It's you and me. It's always been you and me. It's always been me and you telling my brain things and answering my brain in the way that I want. Allah didn't tell me that. He says, come back to the Quran. I have answers for you. But if you continue to create your own whispers and believe in them, you're not going to be able to 
follow my guidance. Come back. Put your trust in me. Let them put their trust in me and their belief. That's what tawakkul means. Put your trust in Allah. Among the things in Surah Yusuf, and you know what, when you recite the Quran, different things will relate to different people in different ways. Now, I'm not a very strong... I don't concentrate on dreams that much. Because some people, when they look at dreams, they can get a bit paranoid and too obsessed with dreams, as if every single little detail has some kind of meaning. I, sometimes I get calls or messages at 2 a.m. Shaykh, I saw a dream. Can you interpret it for me? I said, come on, man. I need to sleep now. <laughs> Not every dream has to mean something. And don't be too obsessed over them, brothers and sisters. Trust me. But there are certain dreams at times where they do mean something. They're not new revelation, they're just reminders. And it's the way that you interpret them. That's why it's good to ask someone who you love and trust and has a bit of knowledge. Because the way you interpret dreams sometimes come out the way that you want them, to, the way that they're interpreted. You may see a dream that has a total different meaning, it's interpreted to you in the wrong way and then you start following it and you create a problem for yourself. So go back to the Quran. However, in Surah Yusuf, it presents a dream. Dreams do have a way which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala communicates to us and makes us feel a little bit at ease. But be careful. Dreams, as I said, did I say they're not revelation? Some people, they see dreams and say, you are the next prophet of God. No, that's the shaitan. You are the Mahdi. No, that's the shaitan. You are an angel. No. Metaphorically, yes. Dreams have a message and they give us comfort. If they give us comfort, they are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So among the dreams that Yusuf saw and he told his father. Why? Because he loves his father. Why? Because his father is a prophet. Why? Because his father loves him too and cares for him. He didn't tell his brothers because he knows his brothers have mistreated him. And he was a little child. From a dream, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him hope. He didn't know the answer to the dream. Nor did Yaqub When Yusuf tells his father, Oh my father, I saw in my dreams that uh, 11 planets or stars and the sun and the moon prostrating themselves to me. Yaqub didn't know their interpretation, nor did Yusuf But they trusted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that there is something to look forward to that no matter what happens from here on, you're going to go through a very big challenge. But in the end, it's going to be good. So his father instead says to him, just don't tell your brothers about the dream. Inna rabbaka alimun hakim. In relation to your dream, I'll just say that your Lord he knows everything and he is wise. Meaning, he knows what this dream means and no matter what it means, you don't need to be worried because Allah is going to bring out of that a wisdom. So let go and leave it with Allah and sail and let the winds take your boat and ship in any direction. Don't be afraid of the sharks in the ocean. Don't be afraid of the big waves. Don't be afraid, because you're going to get to land at the end. The story goes on, and we all know what Yusuf went through. Challenges, provocation, accusations, uh, attempted murder, becomes a slave, becomes forgotten. His father crying until he became blind, sallallahu alayhi wa And his father says to his brothers, I only complain my sorrow and I address my sorrow and grief to Allah and I know that of Allah which you do not know. And he used to say to them, 
جميل. I will exercise beautiful patience. Beautiful patience is the highest level of patience. See, there's levels of patience. The highest level is called beautiful patience, which means if you are actually able to reach a level where you address your problems only to Allah and no one else, unless you need advice. So Yaqub yeah, didn't even talk to his children. He went and says, I'm going to exercise beautiful patience. He even went blind. And in the end, we know the story. Yusuf السلام, goes through challenges after challenges after challenges and Allah is making something out of him. He guides people in the prison. He guides people among the women who try to seduce him and betray him and do all this stuff. His brothers get guided. He brings his entire family back. He forgives them because brothers and sisters without forgiveness, you're not going to go to sleep. Forgiving is not about whether the person deserves it or not. Forgiving is about to let go, is to let go your beliefs of things changing in the past to accepting that they're not going to change. So you forgive and let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deal with it. If you don't want to forgive, that's your choice, but it's going to be stressful. They sleep, you don't. Yusuf السلام, says to them, I forgive you. Of course they came back and they said, please forgive us brother, we tried to kill you. <laughs> please forgive us brother for what we said about you. Even at that time they said to him, uh, uh, Bin your brother, he's, uh, that brother, he stole. And they didn't know he was uh, the, the treasurer. And they said, if, if, if Binyamin, our brother, stole, he's got a, a, a brother. He used to have a brother from his same mother. Because there were two different mothers who also used to steal. They accused him. And he's listening to this. He didn't say anything. It's like when people write bad things about you on social media. Just ignore them. He ignored them. He kept it inside of him. Grief after grief after pain after torture after everything all around him. In the end, it becomes the treasurer. And he says to them, <laughs> He who is truly patient and, patient and persevering, Allah will never let his goodness. See, Allah calls patience goodness. Goodness to Allah, goodness to himself or herself. Allah will never let their patience go in vain. Jazakumullah khair, brothers and sisters. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring solace to your hearts and ours. And to all our brothers and sisters around the world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us patience and perseverance. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us united as brothers and sisters as one. As one. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our shortcomings. Ameen. Thank you for listening. Wa sallallahu alayhi Muhammad. I've really enjoyed it here in the UK. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Oh,